Hey, I'm Spencer. And I'm Britton. And I'm Mark Bronzino. Since 2011, Buckethead has released 284 albums in his Pike series. And we're going to listen to them. Three at a time. This is Getting Head. Oh, um, Bucket Cast. Oh, that was bad. <laughs> Welcome, bots, slogs, friends, and bucketheads. This is episode 19 of Getting Head, a bucket cast. A bucket cast. Today we are joined here. by uh, our friend Mark Branzino. From uh, why, don't, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, Mark? Uh, who, do you, who do you play for? How do we know you? Uh, uh, I know Spencer because of his memes. And uh, I played in a, a bunch yep. of bands, uh, ANS, uh, Mammoth Grinder, um, and then I've been collaborating with like a lot of different artists uh, lately, um, horror and uh, a bunch of other bands. I have a bunch of projects going on at once, and uh, I have a new band, um, but uh, yeah, I'll probably talk about that later. <laughs> cool. <laughs> It'd be like that. Projects, musical projects, they're, they're a whole thing. Sometimes they're difficult to speak about until you have a lot of stuff to right, show. You know? Right. True. Yeah. It's, uh, I, I've done the thing a lot of times in my life where I'm like, I'm doing this project with so-and-so. And it, it's going to be this. It's going to be all these different things. And then it either doesn't come to fruition or it turns out to be something in, else entirely. Yeah. <laughs> or, or it comes to fruition and it's never released. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. That's happened. Oh, that happens a lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's like <laughs> that's the real. Sometimes talk. it's like you write like ten <laughs> songs for an artist or something like that, and they'll use like two of them or three or something, and like you know, it's just kind of just always writing. You know what I mean? That's that's just the way it is these days. But you then yeah, sometimes also I throw away my own projects all the time. Like I'll I'll like do like an entire record and yeah. then be like. No, you know, for, I don't know why. Yeah, it just yeah. it just be like that. I sometimes. mean, I mean, I think that honestly, like the more stuff you make, like the better you get at making music. So, like, even if you like make a bunch of stuff and you don't use it, like, hey, at least you got the experience from making it, and like that makes you better. Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah, the creative process is all about learning, like what you like and don't like about your own shit. Yeah, because as long as you can like listen objectively to your own stuff and not be like, "Oh, this is all fucking amazing," you know, it's uh, <laughs> which honestly, like a lot of artists like really struggle with because you know some people will be like, "Check this out, this is the best thing I've ever made," and I listen to it, I'm like, I would really hate to listen to the worst thing you've ever made. Is <laughs> that? I feel like I very rarely <laughs> play my music for people until it's released, like. uh yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. I, I guess I'm very like private about it. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I I was gonna I, mean, I was like gonna that, send my, a, the demo of my new band to Spencer, but I mean it, it's not mastered yet, so I haven't sent it to him yet. <laughs> there you go. You gotta you gotta wait until you feel comfortable with it until it's in a state where you're like, yeah, this the is mix what I want to is done. To you know, the world. and I feel like you you'd get nice. it. You know, but I'm like. It's almost, you know, because we have all this time and like get it fucking mastered. Yeah. And then it's like, well, if we're doing that, it might as well just like, you know, just wait. Yeah. True. 
true. You might as well just wait. Like, it's almost done. You know? There you go. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. You'd love to see that. So, what's going on, everybody? What's new in your lives? Oh, shit. So, uh, we had a big snow incident here in we Seattle. We had a big recently. snow. So, uh, I believe I read the other day, two-thirds <laughs> of the contiguous United States is covered in snow as of this Damn. week. Wild. Which is a whole fucking lot of the United States. I mean, like most of Texas is covered in snow. Yeah, which is something that doesn't Lots. happen very often unless yeah. the polar vortex comes like way so, too uh, low. So climate change is fake, guys. Right? Yeah. I mean, this <laughs> yeah. is the polar vortex, which isn't necessarily climate change, but the fact that it has gone so far south from the poles into Texas is climate change. <laughs> But that's fake. So. Just, yeah, yeah. I mean, we live on a flat earth. You know? Just like the fact that it's colder uh, in Texas and more Wait. snow in Texas than in New Jersey right now and this past week has been just like blowing my mind. That's never happened. <laughs> as, as, yeah. You know, yeah, I, I don't even know how to wild. describe it. And also, I was not aware that the Texas power grid was separate than, you know, the other power grids yeah. regionally, which are international power mm -hmm. grids so they're much larger and then like texas is just mm -hmm. its own thing and <sighs> yeah it's, it's crazy because up. like i mean like the the west yeah. and the eastern united states do have like separate power grids but they can actually share between the two mm -hmm. of them texas has such outdated and fucked up technology that they refuse to like retool that they can't buy power from anybody else. So if their power grid goes down or is overtaxed, they're m mother fucked. And, uh, you know, pretty Bad much times. nowhere else is like that. Even like, you know, in like the global South and like central America, even though most countries do have their own like private power grids, like most of them are connected in a way to where if they go down, they can buy power from another country. Uh, but Texas can't even buy power from their own country, which is, Goddamn ridiculous. Hate to see that. Right. I know. Fuck yeah. Texas, fuck? Texas is a big, beautiful state. I like. Yeah, lots of cool birds there. I like a lot about Texas. But... I love a lot of the people in mm -hmm. Texas. I want to just shout out everybody in Texas right now. Uh, you know, I hope everyone's all right. And uh, I love y'all. So, anybody, anybody from Texas that's listening, yeah. uh, you know, I hope, uh, hope things. Uh, you know, I hope things improve and everything goes well and you guys get your power back and, you know, hope things, yeah. hope things are a little better. Uh, <laughs> Love y'all. Spencer and I have a mutual friend in, in Texas, uh, Jeffrey Parks, Joffrey Perks. Ah, Joffrey Parks. Yeah. I didn't realize he lived in Texas. Oh yeah. He lives in Austin and he's, uh, I checked oh, in nice. with him. He's doing that, pretty well. That makes sense. That seems like the right city yeah. for him. He, he hit me up the other day and asked me to record him again. And then I, I told him about the recordings I did for him, and he did not recall them. Can we get him as a guest? I would, is that possible? I would love that. Jeffrey is... That would be the most awkward episode possible. Jeffrey is <laughs> uh, the I'm most awkward it. person possible, and I love him. He's, he's uh, one of my favorite people to ever... You know, I've, I've never been to Texas. Really? Uh, I should gotta go. go to Texas, I think. It seems like yeah, a great place. Yeah. I mean, like yeah. the, all the big cities in Texas are pretty great. I'm not a big fan of I've Galveston, heard that, well, but uh, Dallas-Fort Worth, Houston is Houston. Houston, Houston is Houston's good Houston for is awesome. Houston's, Houston's good for cool. music. Houston's good for music. Yeah. I, I don't know. I stayed downtown last time I was there, and uh, even though I was on acid just a small amount of the time, 
I almost felt like I was on acid the entire time because everyone was just like, has these eyes like, well, you know, yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> Here's the, they, it's, I don't it's, know if that's a regional thing. Very, like, I mean, I'm like, I'm not going to ask if they're it looking seems at like me, an but acid people thing. like, stay, well, no, no, I wasn't on acid when, when people were just like standing on the corner, like, and I'm like, are they looking at me? I'm not going to ask if they're looking at me or like well, what I they're mean, looking yeah, at. Yeah, they were looking at you. Look at how you're dressed. <laughs> Bruh. I wasn't dressed like I wasn't dressed like a cocaine dealer when I was in Houston, okay? I, I don't know if that's accurate because I'm pretty sure like I remember how you were dressing at that time and I don't know. <laughs> I was not dressing like a cocaine dealer, all right? I was <laughs> All right. I don't think. I don't know. I think I was dressing a lot more like an acid dealer. <laughs> all right. Okay. Fair. Yeah. Fair. Yeah, there you go. Um, Fair. Um, but yeah, so anyways, we had a snow <laughs> thing here in Seattle. And uh, as a result of that, right, I had like a few days off, a few days to hang out inside. Um, and that was pretty fun to a point. I definitely like ran out of things to do, though. And like nothing was open. So I was just like hanging out. And I was like, what the fuck am I going to do? And you know that's Dude. that's okay. I mean that's that's when you start like I don't know watching the Mummy again. <laughs> yeah, right. Nineteen ninety nine film with Brendan Fraser. You just start watching it over and over again until the snow goes. Your right. best baby. Right, your mm. best baby. <laughs> a snow yeah. day. A snow day um, last Brit- week. Um, I actually, or a week or two ago, I actually watched the newest Jane Silent Bob movie, uh, which you referenced oh, Jane oh, Silent Bob earlier. I actually did see the twenty nineteen oh. recently. Mm-hmm. And um, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, it was it was better than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> honestly, I was entertained. Yeah, we, you know, sure. as a native New Jersey, as a person from New Jersey, you know, a New Jerseyan, uh, shall yeah. we say, not native. I mean, it, but um, you know, as somebody from New Jersey, obviously, I have a lot of love for Jay and Silent Bob, uh, and and the movie franchise. You know, so it's like maybe there was a bit of nostalgia it- convincing me that the movie was funnier than it actually was is it love or is it just acceptance because they've I been mean, around is there for a, so is long. there a difference you know <laughs> i that's a, that's a very that's a deep question it's deeper, than this, yeah, it's deeper than this podcast <laughs> <laughs> yeah we uh we let's see uh when that was released me my brother and spencer all watched that together um because we, we have we this we- deep complicated relationship with uh kevin smith and the view universe, <laughs> and um it, it's a thing that we i don't know we're obviously like patrons of in a way because we can't stop uh-huh. talking about her and i've got like this fucking lined up at all times fuck 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 mother mother fuck mother mother fuck fuck mother fuck mother fuck noise 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 one two one two three four noise, but um noise, classic yeah. Classic. I mean, Classic. Gotta have yeah. I mean, I even ha- I've got this lined up too. Wow. Look at these morose yeah. motherfuckers right here. It smells like <laughs> <Yeah>. somebody's <laughs> shitting their cereal. Like somebody's shitting you cereal. Bung. Um, so that that was actually probably my favorite part of the new film is yeah. like so you guys, you guys saw again. it. Although Oh yeah, you know, oh, so yeah. We, we all watched it together like as soon as it was released because like I'm not going to say I like Anything that Kevin Smith does, in fact, I kind of hate it, but I'm gravitated towards Mal-Rats it and can't not watch it. Mallrats has a lot of, like, you know, Mallrats and Clerks both 
have a lot of funny yeah. uh, parts. I like, I, like, I like the writing on Clerks a lot. The acting is bad, but, you know, for what it is... That's it's why it's good! Clerks 2? Cler- yeah, yeah, I, totally. I feel like totally. Clerks 2 is actually a decent film. It's like a very polished version of Clerks. Eh, I don't know. It's fine. Yeah. The writing is, like, almost as I good. like that King Diamond is in, the cl- I, yeah, is in Clerks 2. I really like too. that, too. Like, the acting like, is definitely better right. than the first Clerks. Like, the... The problem with the first works yeah. is the acting is goddamn horrendous. But the idea is so like scrappy and fun. Yeah. Like it, it definitely does have a vibe. Which, which to is it. why and it was a film that was like really influential to me. Mm-hmm. It, like when I was young, I remember the first time I watched Clerks, I was like thirteen, and I was like, "This is amazing!" Yeah, <laughs> like I, I just like blew mm-hmm. my mind. Right, like at that time. Uh, but. You know, as and as I've gotten older, and like my taste in humor and, and comedy and all that sort of stuff has developed. changed. But there is still something <laughs> developed. Yeah, right. And but there is still something there, right? Um, that being said, like I can't speak to that for all of Kevin Smith's other output. Uh, but I do think it's interesting. It's interesting to watch. I will it. say this: Yoga Hosers. Well, I've never was... watched Yoga Hose. Wait, no, did we watch even... Yoga Hose? No, I, actually don't yeah. I watched it with Beck. I don't think you were with us. Um, okay, because yeah, otherwise you would you would have this searing hatred in the depth of your heart. Um, well, I mean, I do have that, but I mean, I but know. but like a, a Canadian version of that. <laughs> Canadian hatred. Um. You know, I think, Britt, I think you should hit me with a bucket fact. <laughs> bucket fact, 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 bucket fact. All right. That's a good, I like that. Um, on nine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, did, did that myself. <laughs> N- alone, naked. Um, on yeah, nine, no, that's true. On nine eleven. On 9-11, Buckethead was scheduled to have a recording session with frequent collaborator and producer slash DJ Extrakhead for their album, Bermuda Triangle. Uh, Sure. Buckethead had previously collaborated with uh, Extrakhead on the 1998 album, Colma, uh, as well as a few other projects. According to Extra Kid in a recent interview with Natternet, the attacks happened. I turned on the TV and saw what happened. I remember I called Buckethead and was like, do you want to cancel today? I don't know if we're under attack or what's going on. And he said, well, if the world's going to blow up, I might as well be soloing. Wow. Oh, that's wow. so badass! Not what I was that's expecting. Cool. Yeah, and they that actually, was pretty badass. Yeah, and so they actually uh, included that in like some some uh, some um, copy after that for for like advertising because that is a excellent quote. That's amazing. Bucket quote. Hell yeah, hey man! True um, dedication to soloing. Yeah, I mean, like. I kind of agree. Like, if I'm gonna die, I might as well just be like, blah, 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 oh, yeah, just yeah. like you know, goofing off. Like, why not? I mean, what what else are you gonna do? Anyways, we listened to Pikes fifty five, fifty six, and fifty seven. Indeed, a quite diverse selection of albums and music. Uh, the Miskatonic Scale, Cycle, and Night Gallery, respectively. 
Indeed. Uh, Pike 55, the Miskatonic Scale. Released on May 23rd, 2014. Hmm. I liked this one a lot, actually. I thought it was like it was kind of like roller coaster track repair, actually, uh, but more melodic. I'll back you up there real quick um, to give a little bit of backstory on this. Um, <laughs> so the 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 title comes from Miskatonic is a, a fictional river, the Miskatonic River in H.P. Lovecraft's short story uh, Herbert West Reanimator, which is the basis for the 1985 uh, horror comedy film uh, Stuart Gordon's Reanimator. Starring Jeffrey Combs. Indeed, Jeffrey mm. Combs, who is uh, very prominent in many Star Trek. Uh, mm-hmm, inasmuch, mm-hmm. the cover of the Pike is definitely uh, a drawing of H.P. Lovecraft, like in a spotlight, watching Buckethead in the darkness, who's oh, is that what that is? playing some sheet music. That's exactly what that is. What it, yeah. what it looked like to me like was that he was getting like music lessons from Gomez Adams for some reason. Right, but that was, that was HP yeah, Lovecraft, yeah, yeah. and so if you didn't actually do the backstory on it, or like weren't like immediately familiar with that, like yeah, I was like at right. first I'm like, what's <laughs> what's this old British dude doing, like watching fucking Buckethead? But yeah, um, that's that's the backstory behind that. What do you what do you think? What do y'all think about this album? Well, um, going in, you know, just on the name alone, uh, and the and the Gomez Adams mm-hmm. uh, cover art, I was like. Miskatonic. I was like, is this like, is this like a ska album? Like, is Buckethead gonna start like ah. hitting us with that chicka chicka? Like, you know, like I would love. To I see thought some we were gonna ska. stank it up too. with this that, album. That I like for happen. some reason was like that would be really cool. If Buckethead did one ska album and this was it. I mean, he has three hundred uh-huh. albums. One I of don't them think that's gonna conceivably could be ska. Like, why not? <laughs> I don't think so. It could be. And then, it and could then exist. Could. for a ska album. <laughs> Miskatonic scale, like that <laughs> sounds true. very, you know, two tone trumpety or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it, there was no ska on the album at all, so <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, I was, Just I, I was, you know, a little surprised by that. Uh, for the most part, I thought it was like it was pretty cool, though. You know, there was a lot of shred, which he's known for. Yeah. It was like the most abrasive mm-hmm. of the three albums. Um, the drum machine, oh, yeah, sure. I found to be. Very drum machiney, you know, and yeah. like the, uh, the, the quickness uh, of the kick was like kind of cool, but also like I was like, I don't know how if I was totally feeling the tone of the drums. Um, the production also was sure, like you know, yeah. guitar based drums with very little bass either, like it was mostly jarring, right. shredding yeah. with the occasional hard riff in there. I gotta give it to him. There was like a couple hard mm-hmm. ones, uh, that was pretty cool. Um, but like I found the album to be very jarring to listen to in general. I liked on the second song where he busted mm-hmm, into that mm-hmm. like more traditional priest style solo for a minute, and I'm pretty sure yeah, he, yeah, yeah. Pretty I like sure he copped too. the lick from Stairway in there if I'm if I'm not mistaken. Um, so that was yeah, cool. In, in, in that and uh, yeah, in that solo he did a really cool key change like right in the middle of it too. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that was a dope. Very episode. cool. I really did enjoy the one from number two. Uh, just I, right. And uh, I like. I really liked the last track the most. Actually, the like kind of like experimental, like whammy pedal <laughs> sounds and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. With, yeah. With the, uh, with the ring. I have on. a great. Uh, yeah. That was yeah. Cool. Yeah. It, it, he had some weird sounds there at the end. Yeah, I like that. Um, 
Yeah, no, no, totally. I, I agree with all that stuff. Uh, there, it, it was really great when he did the more melodic soloing. Like, I always like hearing him do like melodic mm-hmm. solos, and it was cool to hear like the contrast, I guess, of the like really dissonant stuff and then the melodic soloing. Mm-hmm. That was that's always fun, you know. Right, there, can't go wrong there. I get you. Got to give it to him. It was like very meticulously <laughs> done. You know, it was obviously composed extensively. You know, and the playing mm-hmm, was mm-hmm. really badass. Like Gomez Adams did a great job. Showing him how to play that fucking scale. <laughs> certainly. <laughs> yeah. It was cool. Certainly. Yeah, yeah. Cool. It, and so th- this was definitely, I feel like, one of the more um, intentional pikes so far. Like, you know, it was obviously uh-huh. very composed. It wasn't a whole lot of, you know, a looping of the backing track and him just, like, playing a lot of melody over it. Uh, it was very totally. disjointed and really weird. Mm. Um, so I don't know if, like, everything was, like, super intentional or it was him just, like mashing up rift after rift after riff but uh you know it was it was it was pretty cool there was some great shreddy shit all over the place um he just i mean mostly <laughs> played chromatically i think but you know it's called the uh miskatonic scale so i wonder if he like you know That's the scale he's had, like playing, a slightly yeah. modified blue scale because i feel like it was maybe just a blue scale with like an uh augmented fifth as well as like the regular fifth because it was just I mean, it sounded like a blue skill in a lot of places. Um, I mean, there was there was definitely a uh, that that flat fifth and a regular fifth, but yeah. And I also agree. Uh, track eight N was kind of kind of like really dope. It was I think like mostly just like uh, it was like a lot of effects on guitar. I think like, I think like uh, a, a ring modulator. Yeah, a ring modulator yeah. uh, with uh, definitely he was using pedal. his um, his uh, whammy pedal. Yeah, and also yeah, definitely uh, a whammy pedal. like yeah. he envelopes his stuff a lot. Like sometimes like multiple like synth envelopes, and he was doing a lot either that or just like automation on um, stuff. But uh, yeah, the last song kind of reminded me of like early Coil or like '90s Autucker in a lot of ways. Sure. Yeah, it was it was, it was like kind of this this dope kind of repetitive tonal experimentation and i thought that i thought it was sick as fuck i like how the the awesome yeah i I like that i like that it was very 90s overall even though it was done in 2014 and yeah you know it was still like very 90s vibe for some reason like it it didn't sound like pearl jam or anything but it was like that's the 90s when you hear it you know that's a fun, that's an interesting observation because that that's definitely something that Britt and I have both shared um, <clears throat> when listening to these albums. They do have like a very distinct '90s vibe to them, and I, I think that that more comes from like Buckethead coming into his own as an artist in the mm-hmm, '90s right. more than anything else, right? Like everything he does just has this '90s vibe to it. Even the next album that we listen to today, Pike Fifty Six mm-hmm. Cycle, which we'll talk mm-hmm. about in a second. Mm-hmm definitely has a 95 to it and like it's a it's just it's interesting it's interesting that he calls back to that era so much and i feel like inadvertently like i don't know if he's necessarily trying to evoke that era but he does in his music well he he simply is a 90s guy and also like his his aesthetic and like you know like tonal choices and his humor you know Uh, what i mean and the way he's kind mm -hmm. of like zany Mm -hmm. You know, it's almost like a, a yeah. cartoon in the 90s, like an edgy 90s cartoon, like 
the head or Aeon oh, Flux yeah. or something like that. Like, or even <laughs> Ren and Stimpy. Like, you know what I mean? The music could have been uh-huh. in any of that. Some yeah. of the really wild, abrasive, shreddy, you know. Plus, I did oh, appreciate yeah, totally that, he, that he really did get like real bad boy with that double kick. You know what I mean? Like, he was really showing us oh, some yeah. like death metal, like Buckethead bad boy shit. Like, that was cool. It's yeah. hard. Yeah. You yeah, could I mean, pit. You could yeah. get in the pit yeah. and you try to yeah. love someone. <laughs> the bucket pit. Yeah, I mean, it was it was definitely like <laughs> it, it was definitely showing off a lot of technical prowess in here. I don't know if it was like I don't know useful or interesting in a lot of places, but it was it was fun and manic. Very manic. I, I, it, it it gave me a feel, mm. you know. And uh, in as much um, uh, after each album, we uh, we talk about uh, either. Uh, what we think it would be like a good soundtrack to either like in the real world or also at uh, Buckethead Land, which is the uh, mythical theme park that all of these pikes are named. Is that why it says Buckethead Land? I was wondering why it said Buckethead Land Mm -hmm. record Mm -hmm. cover. Yeah. 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 So all of these, uh, all of these albums uh, have that Buckethead Land on the front, except for Pike 57, which we'll talk about third here. Um. And also Pike 13. Uh, and I think there's one more. Pike. He's obsessed there's with the number 13. Actually, there's, there's All the covers have 13. Or for, it's like a... Thir- 13 cents. Yeah. Well, I'm I mean, like, yeah, his yeah. birthday cents. is uh, in what, mm-hmm. Mar- March 13th or May 13th? I think. May 13th. Oh, I was May born in May so too. That really? May 4th. Interesting. Yeah. May, fo- you, you know, May, oh, May the 4th. Got, oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry that Star Wars is ruined oh, birthday. That's that's been a that's like a very I'm so recent sorry. You thing. poor, poor man. <laughs> yeah, but still like Truly in the yeah, last yeah. few years, like Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, you know. People people have been trying to tell me, Oh, I've always said May the fourth be with you. It's like you never you never said yeah, that before no, twenty seventeen. No, no. came up with no, you, nobody like nobody ever com. I would have fucking known like, this my fucking birthday. I wouldn't I would have fucking noticed. <laughs> right. And right. I like Star Wars. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, yeah. Do or do not. Yeah. There is no so, try. Dude, like, <laughs> what? One time I was, uh, when I was back in the day, I was working at this like cafe and I was like on a break, right? And this was in like a fairly busy part of Seattle. And I was just like hanging out outside on my break. And I overheard this dude on the phone who was in it. It was, this was on May 4th. Um, so on one of your birthdays, <laughs> presumably. <laughs> um, and this dude was like on the phone. <laughs> yeah, it might, it might. Yeah, I don't here. know. Um, it happens. So, yeah. So, like, this dude was on the phone and he was like having an argument with someone, and he was like complaining about an interaction that he had had with another person earlier in the day. And he was like, "Well, I told them, may the fourth be with you," and they just said, "Cool." And and that's not the correct response. You're supposed to say, may, may the force be with you as well. That's what? the correct response. And he was, like, really upset that they didn't respond to his, like, may the force be what? with you comment correctly. Uh, it was a trip, dude. Seattle is filled with pain. <laughs> I, I guess that's say. all I have to say that's about that. That's pretty punisher right like, there. Like, yeah. how, how amazing is Truly. this man's life to where that's what he gets mad about? <laughs> like... <laughs> Imagine the amount of privilege you have in your life to where you can be like, "Did you just disrespect my Star Trek reference?" <laughs> wow! Ha! Ha! Wow! Ha! Ha! Wait, I okay. Stick to that. To, my to Star be, Trek reference. To 
to be fair, Britt and I talk about Star Trek constantly, oh, okay. so I, it's it's okay. Yeah, I'm gonna give you a pass on that, Britt. Don't. Anyway, Star Trek. Okay. Um, I, I I thought this Star Trek's uh, fantastic. I thought this album, uh, Miskatonic Scale, would have uh, been a really great soundtrack to uh, jerking off on meth and ketamine. Nice. Like at the same time, speedballing. <laughs> that's that's not a speedball. That's a okay. Hmm. What kind of ball is that? That's like because you can't get. <laughs> that's a ball. You're, you're stuck in the K hole, but you're running in a fucking circle. You know, like yeah, right. Oh, okay, think all right. All right. So it's like the hamster ball. It's hamster ball. Yeah, and so think about trying to the hamster on that. I mean, not maybe not in the K hole. Maybe it, like after a line of K, and just like a hit of meth. Like then you put this album on, and you're like, you know, damn. It's one of yeah. Those. Damn, that's real. That's hardcore. It's hardcore. Yeah. What? What? What, real. Do you, what? What do you all think? This would be a good soundtrack for. Uh, I would say like the things we always say. <laughs> um, no, I think it would be cool to like to invert that. I say that it's the soundtrack to an all-you-can-eat buffet. Um, Sick. But it's like a competitive all-you-can-eat buffet. <laughs> Nice. It's like if you manage to eat all you can before somebody else, like you, I don't know. I smell a business. There's like plan. leaderboards. Or I something. smell a business plan, Spencer. <laughs> like it's not a competitive all you can. No, 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 no. Here's here's the idea: competitive all you can eat buffet. If you come in with a party, like everyone's weighed beforehand, and the person uh-huh. who eats the most proportional to their weight doesn't have to pay. <laughs> That's stupid. <laughs> I call this restaurant Gluttony. Oh, actually, no, no. It's a Golden Corral. Golden Corral is the name of that restaurant. Wow. Oh, dude. We've been to a Golden yeah, Corral. We a did few Coke times. in the bathroom like Vinnie Paul Dog. You think Vinnie Paul does Coke in a, in a Golden Hell Corral yeah. bathroom? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's got it, right? Hell yeah. Hell, Hell yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. All right. Uh, Pike 56 cycle. Uh, my very first note about this is sounds like pure moods. LOL. <laughs> a, little, a little bit. And so, um, I don't know. I thought it was, I thought it was pretty good. It's like the production's very different. It does have a pure moods mm-hmm. kind of thing, uh-huh. but honestly, like, um, it, it kind of sounds like late nineties trip hop with some new age elements. Like the, the production is okay. like, actually, I think kind of interesting from everything else he's done. He's got uh, percussion mm-hmm. on them. The, yeah, there's, there's percussion, especially a uh, very prominent auxiliary percussion, and the production is percussion forward. Mm. Like the percussion percussion like uh occupies most of like the high space in the recording, and inasmuch a lot of the time the guitar is low passed or maybe just like cut with a like a wah pedal, um pretty like drastically. Like the guitar does not have much high end on a lot of this record, which is super, super different from everything else he's done basically and uh i actually put here that uh it sounds like he referenced the first track against um like uh something from uh dido's no angel from 1999 that fucking that fucking dido album that fucking wrecked everybody Mm -hmm. the dido album we all cry to let's be right yeah we all have long hair we can cry you know it's good yeah as you do so my my yeah. initial thought to uh, this record was that, like, obviously, like, 
you know, this is like a different approach for him. Like you guys were saying, pure moods, very sensual. And I was like, you know what? Like this mm-hmm. proves to us mm-hmm. all that Buckethead fucks. I was <laughs> yeah. gonna say, yeah, I'm he does. Going, Damn it! So, so I was saving that for the very end because, like, I was like, so <laughs> first off, like, this is upbeat enough to be like, like almost like in a club or like uh-huh. a, a swank bar, but really, this is Buckethead's Buckethead. He's album. getting like, this is what, so. W- this is what he lays yeah. a bucket pipe to. <laughs> bucket pipe. <laughs> Bucket pipe. I I was kind of stoked to see like Bucket go in the direction of fucking. You know what I mean? Like to make like a sexy yeah, album. Like totally. There's got to be there's got to be uh-huh. baby buckets out there. You know what I mean? This is this is baby bucket. Mm. You know, music right yeah. here. Like yeah. I, I was feeling the vibe. And yeah. one thing I enjoyed about the production mm-hmm. specifically is the bass had um like that like funky bass envelope filter spencer you're, you're the pedal guy so yeah, yeah you know yeah. what i'm saying it had that boom, yeah. boom, like, vibe, totally. and like i i love that on a track always yeah. i like it in funk i like it when totally nine inch nails does it i like it when the buck does it and the buck fucks so yeah, yeah. that's cool yeah <laughs> totally does no. totally does one one of my notes says this sounds like porn music and and like I feel like a lot of it could be used in in I mean, in it, porn it, in porn even in modern porn even like more like artistic right. it, and porn. so I'd say it's more modern porn music. It's not like eighties totally. or seventies porn music. Like wow, it's not like heavily. It's influenced like, yeah. by that. Or, yeah, it it is. Yeah, it, has, like it, like, it carries fuck music influence. It does. It does. It, it carries the lineage. Yeah, it, it's like if, if Wyndham Hill released a porn soundtrack. Um, mm-hmm, if you mm-hmm. all are familiar with Wyndham Hill, I know Spencer is. I am. Uh, Classic new age music label from mm, the nineties. Yeah, started by kind of like Ackerman. they're basically the the label that defined the new age sound. That like things like your moods, moods would go on to ape later on. No, no, or, like basically no, no, no. most of the artists on Pure Moods started at Wyndham Hill though. Like wow, Yanni, yeah. uh, fucking Michael Manring, uh, uh, um. Uh, not Dick, William Ackerman. Uh, sorry, William Ackerman. Yeah, Will Ackerman. Um, so like, yeah, like this. If, this is uh, like the SST uh, records of like chill ass just... vibe music. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you, <laughs> you recognize a Wyndham Hill record. It's like pretty much like all white or gray, and then like a little picture. Like you see them at like thrift stores all the time because that shit was uh-huh. the mad note in the eighties. In early 90s. New age music was it was a hot commodity for That's sure. Like it, should, it still should be. I love it. That's like the, this record mm-hmm. still sounds nineties. It doesn't sound anything like the previous album, uh-huh. but it still still sounds like it was recorded in the nineties. And clearly, it was not. It was what twenty fourteen as well, or yeah. yep, twenty four. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm not Twenty fourteen released a twenty. So like a, a month, like twenty four days after the last one. Yeah. Yeah, like a month. Long range, you yeah. know. He was angry with 55, and then he got totally. horny for 56. You know uh-huh. what I'm saying? I mean, those are that, that's like just a day <laughs> in the life of me. You know, angry, yeah. horny, sad, uh, uh, angry. I, I, don't, I don't think the mystery <laughs> you know? was necessarily angry. It was more like um, yeah. technically contemplative. It was like a little autistic, uh-huh. I think. Like very just like... Uh, what's going on? What's going on? Let's think about things. Here's a repeating thought. 
Um, whereas Cycle was definitely horny as fuck. Yeah, he really wanted to buck and uh, and or head, and you know, yeah. it, it shows. It shows in this record. It shows in the horn. You know, the bucket horn. It, if, if you will. if he changed his name to Fuck and Head, <laughs> this this would still be a fitting album for that. Name. I just want to say this right now because I've been thinking about it. But the rejected name for this podcast is No Buckets, No Heads, and I think that's great. Doesn't that the same thing though? <laughs> Yeah. No, but it is great. <laughs> yeah. Was, was that the one you came up with? And... Yeah. I, what, I think after we finish listening to all the pikes, we should start a new podcast that's just us talking about nonsense and call it No Buckets, No Head. That's pretty good. Get it? Because we're not talking about bucket heads. I don't want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. Like, if you want to pay me, I'm fine. But, like, <laughs> uh, pretty good. This is becoming existentially crushing. <laughs> so. I guess what I would say about this, it's a fun record to listen to. Yeah. It is an album to fuck to. Mm-hmm. That is the soundtrack. Yeah. It, unequivocally. It's pretty dope. It actually, I think, leaves um, kind of like a lot of room for vocals in a weird way. Mm-hmm. Which a lot it. of Buckethead doesn't. Like, the guitars are so, like... Present. Not, not yeah, they're, they're present, but they're not so, like, heavily... Understated. Right. Like, they, they're not, like, drenched in gain and like reverb like they so often are they're just uh i don't know they they leave room for something else and i kind of like that and uh so i don't know this was one of the better uh pikes i've listened to i think in a while it was cool Um, yeah yeah i i dug it totally um yeah i i i I also like the cover art of this one it was just like some weird faces or something like it was just like pastel Uh faces Uh uh pike 57 night gallery from april 28th uh 2014 which is um 11 days after pike 56 Uh for some reason uh this is the only pike um with bucket headland translated into japanese on the cover Mm, is that what that was not sure why that's exactly what that was it's a bucket head land uh in three different words <laughs> translated in japanese that's cool so so it might actually not mean the exact same thing in japanese if you if you say it it might mean more like land of the bucket head which is essentially the same shit. Mm. but i like that as well totally yeah yeah me too um so land of this the bucket one head. yeah land of the head i headland i liked this album what'd y'all think it was okay. It was kind of meandery, sludgy stuff, but you know, it was all right. It it, it yeah. kind of reminded me um, again of the '90s, but in more like it was like Buckethead kind of doing like uh, like kind of like almost like a Sonic Youth thing at times. I felt like that was like okay. almost yeah. like Buckethead doing guitar noise, kind of melodic, kind of grungy, uh-huh. you know. Mm. Um, Definitely noisy. In yeah. 2014, for some reason, but it, it, I, I definitely like had that <laughs> As vibe. You do. That, that like 90s, like uh-huh. not from Seattle, still wearing a flannel though. You know, making making noise. Yeah, that's a good. Yes, yeah, I totally. Yes, a hundred percent. This is like Midwest noise, mm-hmm. or maybe like uh, SoCal noise from like the the late 90s. This is um, I don't know. I I feel like. 
this firmly almost fits into a genre of horror funk and sometimes post funk, which mm-hmm. I didn't mm. really ever think about as a thing. Because there's a lot of like Brides you know, Brides 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 funk with very yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just like very well established bass and drum parts, and then like the guitars over it are like kind of fleeting and just often like very delay heavy and very effects heavy. I don't know. Like, I thought this album, at least production wise, was really cool. Uh, as far as the music, eh? I mean, there's there's some cool stuff. Uh, like the the first track is not my favorite um but after Mm -hmm. that uh tracks two and three at least have distinctly panned they have like distinctly panned like left and right Mm -hmm. guitars that are just doing kind of interesting things sometimes together and sometimes not sometimes it's just like him hitting like uh the root or the tonic uh on one guitar and just like kind of doing shreds on the other but sometimes he's like doing a weird tapping guitar on the left and on the right, he's like doing just like weird harmonics, and I thought that. And was then, like cool. the the kind of main like thrusting melody is being held down by the bass in mm. circumstances like that, hundred percent, which I yeah. thought was kind of cool. Yeah, like that that lends itself to a bit of a vibe. It sounded like he was playing a five string because like some of those bass notes are real low. Yeah, could have been, um, or I mean, like a lot of times I wonder how many of his bass parts are just like heavily like effects heavy parts that he's just playing with a baritone guitar and a whammy pedal. Cause I know he uh, does yeah. that. I mean, I and like if you have that option, well, he guitar, was doing some up. envelope. He was doing some envelope filter, like traditional bass effects as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, for sure. Also, for sure. of Especially these three like, albums, it's, it, it sounded like this was the only album that might have had a live drummer. But I couldn't tell. He, there was just like more I don't reverb on the drums, at least. Is a drum yeah, machine? And, and so I yeah, said, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. No, there, there's definitely way more room noise on the drums here than any of the other albums. And like he does that occasionally, mm-hmm. mostly on like the sludge stuff he does. But um, yeah. I, there was just like the other albums, like the drums were so dry and so electronic. And then yeah, it was yeah. like a little right. bit uh-huh. of more hi hat stuff that could have conceivably just been played yeah. by a really awesome drummer very minimally. And, yeah. you know, that's why I was like, I don't know what is going on here with that. Uh, that was kind of cool. I, I thought the album was pretty enjoyable, honestly. Like, uh, you know, yeah. of yeah. the three, the, the first one I found to be the most abrasive, the second one I liked the most, and this one I was like, this is kind of cool too. Just overall, I just like respect the fact yeah. that he just like does not give a fuck what anybody thinks and just does whatever the mm-hmm. fuck yeah. he wants to do. And then like, that's it straight and, like, up. Yeah. I, you can't, res- you know, you can't respect that enough. You know what I mean? Like he'll do exactly what the fuck. Yeah, he wants, it's, it's And that's, that's it. 100%. And that's fucking cool. You know, actually, mm-hmm. you know, and I just remembered a bad trick. I, I should have written stuff down as well, but I remembered that the first song painting one on 57 mm-hmm. Kind of remind it was yeah. like heavy, like almost like it reminded me of early corn, but also like uh Jonathan Davis's dubstep thing. So it was like a common it's almost sounded like a combination yeah. between corn with no vocals and Jonathan Davis's dubstep thing together with some shred on it. Oh, yeah. And that was kind of what page we- one was about. And then the rest of the record I felt like was a little different. Or painting one, I'm sorry. Okay. Pike fifty seven. We, we listened one more, didn't we? Oh, we, we did. We, we talked about, about that already. <laughs> 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 oh, 
was, I was, I was like, what fucking bucket hell purgatory am I trapped in? <laughs> bucket hell. Bucket hell. Okay, good, good. Okay, we don't we don't have another Buckethead album to review because uh, amazing. Both- you know what we do have though. Statements from the Bucket Alright, so uh, why don't you explain statements from the bucket void? So statements from the bucket void is a, is a segment here where we try to shine a light on the bucket warriors out there in the world, commenting on Buckethead's YouTube videos, commenting on Twitter, on Reddit, you know, out there in the world. They're out there on the internet. They're making <laughs> statements about Buckethead. They're making statements about themselves, you know. They're putting things out there. We're going to shine a light on those. We're going to talk about them. You know, we're going to we're going to look at some things okay. that the, that the bucket fans are talking about. That's what we're going to okay. do. We're going to get it started with some YouTube comments here. Um, YouTube user Robert Brown says six years ago, Buckethead don't care. Buckethead does whatever it wants. YouTube user Christian Hoback <laughs> responds, his guitar is afraid of him. I am not joking. And so so I actually cool. saw this today while listening <laughs> that's, that's to cool. the respective Pike. <laughs> I, think, I think this was on the first Pike we listened to, perhaps. Yeah. Yes, it was. Yeah. 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 Um I, I did see this comment and I, I I like thought about it for a while, like what would it take for an inanimate object to be afraid of you? And it's like, it's, Indeed. it's trauma. And like, I don't feel like playing it correctly that long <laughs> is going to provide this object with trauma. And so I, I disagree with this comment. I don't think the guitar is afraid of him. No, I think it's like, it's like, do you think like uh, a, a well-seasoned like construction worker, you think he goes to work every day and his hammer is dreading, that day of work no because he knows exactly he, they they know how exactly how to use that fucking <laughs> hammer to hammer a goddamn nail and exactly it, it, exactly the, the guitar is a tool for for buckethead to uh-huh spread his message mm-hmm. you know he's he's not a guitarist he's a musician who happens to play the guitar mm-hmm. indeed mm-hmm. indeed I'm glad that you mentioned that because, like, I too do not feel like Buckethead's guitar is afraid of him. If I, if anything, I think that Buckethead probably takes pretty great care of his guitar. Oh, hundred percent. Like, yeah. No, you you know they're he, they're probably not afraid of him. You know he like actually cleans them with a cloth after like every show. Because mm-hmm. I mean he's got he's like, lots got, of weird guitars. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially yeah. GNR. I mean the production on that is insane. Yeah. I mean in GNR, oh. yes. Oh yeah. Uh, solo. I don't think he has a tech, to be honest. No, you think no I, tech? I think yeah, he, like when he's no. Uh, when, when, at his home, like probably he got, not. He got a he probably does. That he, what, you know that he that yes. he's, yeah. Oh, definitely. Like he, no, he he definitely he like, definitely has a luthier that he brings his instruments. Oh, to. I would say that like oh yeah. There's definitely somebody that does like work on his guitars for him, mm-hmm. but like I would say for him himself, like when he's recording these pikes, like. He probably just wipes them off with a cloth. Yeah. Fast <laughs> crack. When he's just Yeah, when he's Oh yeah, yeah, just, yeah there you go. Yeah, when he's yeah. just touring his bucket head as well, like yeah. he's known to keep his uh his entourage to a minimum. Usually being wow. just 
the the people he tours with. So at least on the last tour he did, um, it was just like him, uh, Dan Monty, who is his bassist slash producer, and Brain, who is the drummer. Mm-hmm. That was it. Mm. Yeah, gave it super minimal. He doesn't have a tech. Uh, yeah, in GNR probably, but since then, oh yeah, definitely. He he doesn't really. I don't think trust many people, which is like part of his elusiveness. And, How uh, did he that is... end up in Guns N' Roses then? Like, have you guys discussed this on other episodes? Because like, that oh, was yes, the first have. thing we that so, popped in my mind was like, yeah. how the fuck did that happen? Like that. They met at, Axel Rose and Bucket had met at a party. They, they did. Uh, they were, they were introduced uh, before. I mean, so beforehand though, Axel Rose was familiar with him because, uh, at the time, uh, a guy named Josh Freese was playing drums for guns and roses, right. uh, who has also played for like nine ish nails. And a the Van artists. Um, yeah, yeah. Like Josh mm-hmm, Freese mm-hmm. has been fucking everywhere. Basically. That was um, hardcore mm-hmm. band. but yeah. And so he was friends with, uh, Brian Mantia brain, who is also like a very prolific studio drummer. Uh, in Brain, had been working with Buckethead for quite a while. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, uh, GNR was looking for a new guitarist who could kind of, like, fill out, like, the slash role. Because they had another guitarist who was more the other guy. Uh, Izzy, Izzy Stradlin, I think. <laughs> more so, so, more so of it was Izzy the replacement type. for Izzy Stradlin, who I forget the guy's name, but he was, like, on, on every fucking track of, um, of uh, Chinese, Chinese democracy. democracy. Right. Yeah, and he's he's played oh, with yeah. like uh, GNR for like twenty five years now. But um, so anyway, um, they were looking for like a slash replacement, and you know Brian Mantia was like to Freese like, hey, you should recommend this guy. Uh, and you know Brian Mantia later ended up playing with uh, Guns and Roses, but um, you know fucking Axl Rose checked him out, and Axl Rose basically at this point is Guns and Roses, and he was like, I really fucking like this guy, so invited him to a party and uh bought him a like a very limited edition very special um like mask or figurine from uh fucking Texas Chainsaw Massacre mm-hmm. and uh at that point like uh I mean that would win me over too yeah, like, at that point got Buckethead, yeah. like, knew he was going to join join the band <laughs> that's a cool guess. so uh yeah, th- yeah, through Brian Mantia, Buckethead invited Axl Rose to come to Disneyland and meet him there, and Buckethead signed the GNR contract at Disneyland. Nice, because he's got a weird thing with Disneyland. Okay. It's fucking awesome and weird. It's, it's great. It's bucket Buckethead Land. But, um, bucket something. Right, I'm uh-huh, seeing it now. Uh-huh. It's all connect. It's all connected. Yeah. A uh, YouTube user Betty Russell says three years ago. I'm a 59-year-old grandmother, and I believe he is the greatest guitarist that I have ever heard. I ride the flow of his music. Um, what is the old? Who is the oldest person you know that might listen to Buckethead? Mm. I mean, Wait, and I was like, kind of like, <laughs> that your doesn't claim weird, to be his dudes. actual grandmother. No, no, just a 59-year-old oh, grandmother. Okay, a 59-year-old okay. grandmother. Um, yeah, yeah. The oldest Buckethead fan. So I, I think the oldest <laughs> one I know is like a guy I used to work for named Ryan, who's probably like in his mid fifties now. I think he. Might well, what about get... your dad? Oh yeah, I guess I do have a dad. <laughs> your dad might listen to Buckethead. My, my dad would absolutely listen to Buckethead. How about how about your dad, Spencer? 
I don't know my dad. <laughs> I don't have a dad. That's... Fuck you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'm joking. I know. I am too. I'm trying to think if I know any Buckethead fans at all. Um, yeah, of... yeah, yeah. Like, like somebody who might listen to him. Like that might give it a Maybe shot. like my cousin's husband. He's like in his mid 40s. He might. I mean, he definitely knows about Buckethead. I mean, he likes, mm-hmm. you know, metal and hardcore and hard rock and some others. And you, yeah. I mean, it's probably on his radar. So I'd say mid 40s, maybe early mid 40s. <laughs> yeah. I don't know a lot of people mm-hmm. who like Buckethead. Nice. Um, nice. And um, I know very, I knew very little about him before the, uh, agreeing to do this. Sure. So. You know, honestly, same. <laughs> it's a learning experience for yeah, everyone. Which is interesting. We're slowly becoming experts. You asked me to do this podcast based on like limited knowledge, like very limited. So you guys were to bucket fans at the time. You were like, you know, and I'm, we are being converted to bucket fans. I yeah, guess. Yeah, I guess. Like what I would say, I am a bucket fan. Like you know, I don't. I don't stand like any sort of celebrity or anything. I don't, I don't stand anything. Like okay, that. No. You, but now you kind of stand bucket. You bucket stand. No, not not really. Like yeah, I'm. I'm more mm-hmm. just interested bucket in Buckethead, and uh, based on the nature of this podcast and the nature of my responsibilities on this podcast. I've been forced into a uh, position of um, deep research and uh, intrigue and interest into Buckethead that I don't necessarily want. Mm -hmm. (laughs) However, Spencer knows that I am a oddly obsessive person. And even if I'm like, if I have no passion for something, if I'm Uh given a responsibility to have passion for it, I will uh-huh. conjure this passion out of nowhere. And so I feel this way very much with Buckethead into where I have spent, you know, at this point, countless hours, like <laughs> it, to the point where it could easily be a part-time job, like doing <laughs> Buckethead related in Buckethead tangential activities uh, and research. A bucket job. It's a, it's a bucket job. Bucket, bucket job. job. Bart, oh, you want to give uh, bucket job. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Uh, YouTube user Berserk says, "Everybody gangsta until he takes off the mask and bucket, but there's no head." <laughs> Interesting. I I've been accused of the same when I take <laughs> off my pants. So. <laughs> Imagine that. Instead of there being a chicken controlling all of Buckethead shredding, there was just nothing there. <laughs> I mean... Bold. A bold thing. The, the, it was all just... No. The being controlling something underneath the bucket, uh, for some reason, even though it wasn't in the same place, remind, reminded me of uh, Krang from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, that, that brain that lived yeah, in the yeah, robot's yeah. stomach. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. This is like a Buckethead... A bucket crang situation going on. That's what I was thinking. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, I'm into that. On three. One, two, three. Bucket crang. Bucket crang. Bucket crang. Oh, 
Wait, did, can we do that again? I didn't know that what was what the fuck no, was no, going you do on. It. I'll uh, do it in post. Just do, do your it's own. fine. <laughs> Fucking crank. Uh, there right, we go. Yeah. I'll, I'll do it. it. I'll quantize Nailed that it. shit. I'll chop it down. It'll be nice and neat. It'll sound like a three-part harmony. YouTube user Rhyme Time says, "I admire his desire to not show his face. Fame is often poisonous." Wow. And YouTube user Steve French responds, "Yes, but he's famous for having a bucket on his head." That's true. So, I've, what I feel like that illustrates is, is the duality of fame. Yeah. Like, mm. Right? It's like fame can corrupt, but it depends on what you're famous for. And I'm sorry. What was what was the last YouTube name? Uh, YouTube user Steve name? French. Uh, Steve French. Yeah, Steve French. Do, do you obviously. think they're related in any way to uh, French Stewart? Wow. Obviously. <laughs> probably. Mm. I would say probably. <laughs> yeah, third rock from the bucket. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's my that's that's a, our bucket new, rock. Um, uh, like <laughs> bucket rock. All right, bucket rock. That, that's our new six degrees of seven bacon is third rock from the bucket. Uh, we're gonna try to find uh, <laughs> connections within uh, this- three points of buckethead. What? That's the name of our episode today. Three, uh, third rock from the bucket. Third rock from the bucket. I mean, the third rock uh, from the bucket is a fucking coke rock that fucking like uh, Axl Rose is doing in front of him. That's that's the real third rock from the bucket. So there's one more response to this post Ooh. here. Um, YouTube user Ron, uh, Don Rudder responded and said, "Just think, when Buckethead goes in his local porn store, the mayor doesn't even know." It's Buckethead. <laughs> like, there's so much to unpack there. It's like, firstly, the mayor's in the porn just store. Just hanging out, waiting to see who shows up. Like, right? Like this, he wants to be there. Who's there? Our player's coming in and jerking it. He wants to know. Oh, I mean, that's what, mayor, yeah. that's exactly. what mayors do, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's part of the job. Yeah, it's just that there's this <laughs> adult bookstore like somewhere on the outskirts of LA, and it's just like fucking seedy as fuck, and like the mayor's just hanging out there, leaning over the counter like the entire time, like as a regular bar taking patron. notes, taking notes about who comes in. Oh yeah, uh, y- who you comes know? in? All right, because they got like the private <laughs> booths that are like twenty five cents for every thirty seconds, like. Uh, Do you know I actually lived by? (laughs) 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 I'm sorry, Spencer. We better do this on three. Ready? One, two, three. Come, bucket, come. (laughs) All right. Well, I'll do that. I actually, I actually lived by a porn store with jerk-off booths for quite a while. Yeah. Um. So I didn't. I did not. I did not patronize them, unfortunately. I, like I, I wanted Lame. to. I wanted to. I know. I know. I hate this. I hate this about myself. I'm ashamed of this deeply. Like I wanted to make use of the uh, the jerk off booths because it sounds like an experience that you can really only have in a place like that. Yeah, right. 100%. You know, you you go in there and you pay to go in a booth and jerk off, and like that's that's you really come, cool. You come like, in a bucket. That's I'm pretty cool. sure, actually. Yeah. <laughs> probably yeah. there's probably a cum bucket for you to come into yeah. right like I, I like the idea of it of an industry based around you know providing uh spaces to to jerk to to beat to you People know always gonna need hang to beat out. it it's a cool thing 
I mean, in, in, yeah, in session, you can always actually, they, they actually, a lot <laughs> of those places let you go in with other people if you want. So you don't always have to jerk yourself off, just so you know. No. Interesting. <laughs> Bung! <laughs> uh, YouTube user Vegan Viking says that that's us, by the way. <laughs> Did you vegan, say Viking. vegan Viking? Uh, yes. Uh, it says this is almost as good as Lil Wayne's guitar solo. Wow. Um, I know. So, wow. So I mean, is wow. A... But but hold on. But wow. hold. YouTube user Toki Wartooth responds Buckethead is Lil Wayne, though. Think about that. Hashtag Bucket Wayne. Bucket Wayne. <laughs> Hashtag Bucket Wayne. <laughs> bucket Wayne. Bucket Wheezy, baby. Bucket <laughs> Wheezy. Uh, that's a, that's, that's like a meme. Man. That's the like a matchup meme baby. waiting to happen. <laughs> yeah. I like the idea of making memes about Buckethead, but it just says, like, you're not a juggalo unless you know who this is. <laughs> it's a picture of Buckethead. I mean... <laughs> Buckethead really should be inducted into like juggalo culture, right? I mean, it's this maskless, clownish figure, you know, that is like mm-hmm. tangential to their culture and like not in antithesis to their culture in any way. No, no, no. Thing- I mean, I, I oh. could definitely see Buckethead playing at the gathering. Yeah. Like, I could see that happen. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, 100%. Like Andrew WK has played at the gathering multiple times. I don't know if you all have seen the video from the original. Andrew WK playing at the gathering? No. I, I have, have performed not, no. at the gathering. Tell us about the time you played at the gathering. What the fuck, dude? Um, well, it was actually technically it was the most recent gathering because last year's gathering was canceled. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I, I know. Yeah, because uh, I, I was kind of looking into going in a way. And and I ICP clearly cares about their fans. Yeah. They don't want to right. endanger them. Yeah, right. Like especially yeah. especially since uh, you know I'm a hardcore uh, uh, communist anarchist. Especially since the Juggalos have like come out with us i'm right i'm like by default yeah. a juggalo i guess juggalo like, like, solidarity yeah. you know clown solidarity 100 yeah. like clearly yeah no whoop whoop like, whoop whoop, mm-hmm. whoop solidarity like i i mean we're all we're, that's the thing is like juggalos have always been incredibly poor or working class yeah and you know mm-hmm. i come out for those motherfuckers like because they struggling mm-hmm. and like you know, juggalo culture used to be kind of toxic and patriarchal and like very male centric. And I don't know what, you know, it's it still got those tropes, but now they've been made comedic. And juggalos are my motherfuckers now. Oh, hell yeah. Straight up. We, yeah. Hell yeah. They're awesome. I mean, they, they, showed, they showed a lot of love. We stand with mm-hmm. fucking juggalos. What's that? Bucket cast, 100%. Oh, yeah. The jugglers were cool, yeah. man. Like they were, they were nice. Um, you know, uh, very respectful, uh, very naked people were, you know, of, of <laughs> yeah. all, of all gender, uh, people of all gender expressions, just wandering around wearing nothing but clown makeup and 
you know, uh, it was, it it. was, a, it was it. a sight to behold. It was very interesting. Um, uh, after, after we, per, well, first of all, something about the, 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 Beggarlers, if they like you, like they they will throw things at you. Um, like yeah. that's like a sign of respect. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like, you, you know, I, I told, Jeez. I told the band before we played, I was like, listen, they're going to be throwing shit at us and stuff like that. Just act like it's not happening. And like, they'll love it mm-hmm. and just like roll mm-hmm. with it. You know what I mean? So that's yeah, what, yeah. that's what we did. Makes sense. An entire mm-hmm. model of orange Fago got thrown oh. and I had just gotten, um, a new, uh, strap from Fender. It was like a, my first like Fender mm-hmm. endorsement strap. Yeah, yeah. And I was, while I was playing the brand new strap, they threw an orange fago and it hit me and the entire uh-huh. bottle basically went into the guitar and i yeah, was yeah. uh uh-huh. i acted i acted <laughs> of course you know poker face you know just like just yeah. like the jester i am you know, um in this context and i just and i just acted like nothing happened but inside i was fucking screaming you know what i mean i had fucking <laughs> yeah, Fago yeah. has a lot of, of sugar in it. That should not be on the inside uh-huh. of no, the guitar. No, it has a, a lot of high fructose corn uh-huh. syrup in it, and that's worse yes. for your guitar than, yes. than cane sugar. At, <laughs> at one point, um, they they start, they mean they started throwing all this shit on stage. At one point, somebody threw like maybe it was a lit cigarette. I don't know what it was, but the stage was carpeted. By the way. I'm not sure. It was outdoors, uh-huh. and yeah. the stage was carpeted, so I've never experienced that. Uh, you know, that, that's this, this a standard practice. But it was I don't like, know it was like shag this. carpeting that got pulled out of somebody's house <laughs> and then, like, duct taped to the... It's it was amazing. wild. And, like, we were, we were like, main yeah, stage, yeah. too. Like, like siding from a double wide, and that was the yeah. fucking stage. Yeah, we, we seriously... We, we went on right uh, before Bone Thugs. Like, it was main stage, like, yeah, yeah. you know... Oh, shit! And that's, I've seen Bone Thugs live, and Bone Thugs pulls out. I fucking. They were cool. I mean, they yeah, don't pull great. out. They fucking come inside your ass. I, I love Bone Thugs. Yeah, they, they were so um, good. But yeah, yeah, somebody threw a lit cigarette or something on the stage, and the shag carpeting, the fucking stage caught fire while we were playing. <laughs> no. And luckily, like the bass player <laughs> had the foresight to like then actually react and stomp out the fire because, like, you know. We would uh, uh-huh, uh-huh. be killed. You got it. <laughs> we, we would be killed. Yeah, in the name of the boss. You don't want that. You can't stop the fire. Right. You can't stop the fire before uh-huh. it starts. Yeah. I remember. Yeah, that. yeah. Bill Joel abdicated himself from responsibility. Right. For that, that. No, I was. Uh, that was not <laughs> Bill Joel. I was. I was doing the boss. I was doing fucking. Afterwards, we 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 went over to like too. you know do meet the fans and whatever. Do the meet and greet over at the merch table. Not an actual meet and greet. Just go to the. Merch table and just yeah yeah just hang, hang, hang out right and yeah. like well, they were super I, I, I'm nice sorry they were can super I pause nice you real quick cool. um, I'm sorry can I pause uh-huh. you can can I pause you real quick Spencer do you think Billy Joel is the boss No but he didn't start the fire Oh okay okay I'm uh, okay I'm sorry continue <laughs> Um they were really nice they were really cool the fans when we were uh, interacting with them one thing I noticed that I never experience with other fans was that like they kept trying to like sell me like they were coming up to buy records or whatever and meet us or whatever mm-hmm. but they were also mm-hmm. trying Same to drugs. sell us like pre-rolled blunts 
Yeah, like, drugs. Yeah. Why, nice. Like, yeah. It, it yeah. was like a weird, like, they would just be like, yeah, let me get, like, you want to, you want, like, I'll give you two blunts for 10 bucks. And it's just like, you're trying to sell me a pre-rolled blunt. Like, you came up with eight <laughs> to buy a record. Yeah. But now you're trying to sell me a blunt. And also, the free like, market, what man. Is in Especially the, the gathering of juggalos. Like, you're a featured <laughs> performer. Like, you're not getting free weed. No, we were. At any but, point. Like, <laughs> You know, exactly. Like, what the fuck? Like, that's a, I just was like, this is an interesting take. What's going on? But this is what's <laughs> even cooler because I'd be like, I'd, I'd be like, oh, that's cool. You know, we have our, I have my own weed. You know what I mean? Like, that's cool. And they'd be like, mm. oh, yeah. all right, I'll just smoke it with you anyway. And they would just light it and then just like stand yeah. it and then like yeah. you and like you have to smoke it too, even though who knows what was in the blunt. Whatever, I hate it. I'm still alive, baby. Who cares? Yeah, yeah. Who cares what's in a blunt? You're done with the yeah. show. You're hanging out with juggalos. All you got to do is live at that point, dog. What? Yeah. At true. one point, we were also it. taken to. At one point, we were also taken to the trailer of this like squad of of juggalettes, um, who were also performers uh-huh. uh, at the gathering. Um, and they uh, they like brought us out like this chalice that was like this is the most rare kind of fago. And they gave us like a giant, <laughs> as in like a giant chalice of cotton candy fago. And they uh, were like, "Here it is." And uh-huh. I was like, "Okay, cool. Like, all right." And I was like, "You know, thank well, you." I'm, Very. I sugary. don't know what's in well, this, but I'll take good. a sip. The, well, yeah. The, I mean, the, well, yeah. well, I'm sorry. We we got a backup here. So this is like <laughs> there's a lot to talk about here. <laughs> a like a a sacred trailer of juggalettes <laughs> who bring you a sacred fago. And you're not just this is like, like a, pulling your dick out and being like, bro, this is a Frank Franz Frazetta painting, like <laughs> right here. I'm sorry, this well, is a Frank Frazetta. They, they, they were um, <laughs> they were performing. They were they were juggalettes who were like performing as like they came out and did some uh-huh. stuff during our set and stuff like that, you know. So they were like fellow artists, yeah, okay. you know, and they had their own oh, so, trailer. So they're sure, like yeah, yeah, you know and what I mean. Stuff and their like, trailer was way nicer than ours. Um, yeah, and, yeah, and so like, and yeah. I don't know. They just wanted to give us Fago, and I mean, yeah, I don't know. That's sure. just what happened. And I was just like, okay, like, maybe, I don't know. I don't just randomly some... start pulling my dick out of people. I don't know what you're talking about, but <laughs> uh, yeah, that's good, probably. Well, I mean, that's yeah, good, probably. Just, it's not randomly. It's it's selectively. It's like, listen, <laughs> these ladies invited me to a sacred uh, Fago <laughs> ritual. Mm-hmm. And so my dick's probably wanted, right? I mean, Just maybe. Like, like, there's know. probably Fago <laughs> orgies that take place at the gathering, I would imagine. I mean, like, But also, like, I would imagine there's a lot of pomp and circumstance there is, surrounding but, it, right? You know, like, whatever, like, you know, when I was working and my manager's like, hey, could we have a private chat? Like, you know, as soon as we got there, I'm like, well, this is an important event. I should take my dick out. Um, right. But so maybe I understand what's going on. We were just uh, hanging out with these watched. juggalettes and they wanted to give us fake. Yeah. And we we're like, all right, this is chill. We just like hung out. It was cool, you know. Sure. So the, the Fago didn't turn out to be laced with anything. There's nothing in the Fago. It was just Fago. The blunts, I right? don't know. That's great. I don't know. <laughs> the Fago was that was just yeah. Fago. I like the idea that Fago is kind of like untouchable in juggalo lore it's just like hey it's just fago it's always they just love fago. fago yeah but it, at um, the same time it's like they, yeah, they in they a sh- weird it's way. like it's like diet root beer fago is what they shoot on stage when they perform i think 
Because it, that makes sense. Well, I mean, that they, they do sense. a lot of different stuff. I've, uh, I've, I've had the privilege to see them live here in Seattle, and nice. they actually mostly do the diet stuff, a uh, bit just because it's less sticky. But mm-hmm. on certain right. cues and stuff, they definitely do do the like the the red. They do a lot of the red mm. because that's like one of the classic Vegos, and that's like one of the most the red mm-hmm. Vegos. Uh, and that that shit's all fucking corn syrup. So like, when I saw um, I went with my buddy Quinn um, I think in twenty seventeen or twenty eighteen uh to a fucking ICP show here at El Corazon, and it was an amazingly odd experience, and I loved everything about it. Like, it was one of those shows where like, uh, you know, usually I'm just like outside, you know, like smoking a joint by myself. Um, but you know, I, I do that. And then like, at least like five people with other joints or blunts would like join me and we just like pass around stuff. And, uh, I didn't build any community or anything, but I could have easily, but you did build an immunity to whatever was on those joints and blunts being passed around. (laughs) You know what? Not, not, not herpes, not fucking herpes. Or hepatitis. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm say that straight. <laughs> uh, bucket immunity. Right, so, bucket, bucket immunity. There bucket you go. immunity. Bucket immunity. Um. So so we're gonna leave it on one more for today, mm-hmm. and that is I'm not gonna read this this YouTube user's name because I'm pretty sure this is a racist thing, Ooh. but I am gonna read their comment. <laughs> um. Their comment says, and this is a comment about the first album that we listened to today, Pike 55. And they said, the last song sounds like diarrhea. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then they had a response to that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they, then they had a response to that. YouTube user Lenny Varville Jr. says, you can't hear for shit. Oh, shit. Oh, Lenny, yeah. Lenny, you, you, yeah. Lenny, you fucking wrecked him. It, so, it's so I'm actually, concentric circles, I'm, baby. Ouroboros. I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to ask you uh, for for the name of the original poster, because I want to hear this. Why, why is it uh, Why is it a racial thing? Well, I mean, we, I, we can talk about this openly because, I mean, we're against this. Like it's I'm just going to say, like, they have, okay, their profile picture is a picture of Donald oh. Trump, and <laughs> their their YouTube name involves the letters I-G-G-E-R. Oh. Uh, so I'm just going to say it's probably not great. <laughs> <laughs> Statements from the bucket racist. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah. Whoa. Anyways, statements from the bucket void. You know, people be saying stuff. We wow. were talking about it. The bucket boys. <laughs> the bucket boys. Yeah. There we go. The yeah. Oh. Give me the bucket boys and free my soul. I want to get lost in your bucket roll. And <laughs> KFC. Just die. Just <laughs> and KFC. This is the KFC bucket. Spencer used no? to work at KFC. The first time Spencer and it, it I is. ever it, well, out. It was, and then it wasn't, and then it is again. Mysterious. It's a storied history, actually. That, that actually, you know, we that says know. a lot about society, you know? It does. You, it does. you know what, guys? You know, we're living in a society. <laughs> we are. We are. True. We are. Um, anyways, Mark, where can we follow you online? 
Um, if you want to plug something, you're, I guess you're welcome. My, main social, even, my main social media is just uh, Instagram at Mark Brundino. Uh, if you can spell that, good for you. I appreciate it. Um, and yeah, it's spelled like I, you think. Yeah, I keep it uh, pretty updated with uh, what what I have going on musically and stuff like that. Like I mentioned, got a new death metal band that I've been working on. At, we're probably gonna premiere oh, yeah. that very soon. So that that uh, that's next. So uh, give me a follow. Uh, you know, we actually do need to uh, think about some. We need to pitch some names for Mark's death metal right. band. Uh, Britt, you got anything? Oh, do you, do you not? Uh, okay, so yeah, you said you didn't have a name yet. You still don't have a name? We're, we're, yeah, we haven't got no use for decided a name. on one, so you, that's correct. We don't have a name currently. Okay, um, um, so so what exact genre of death metal? Are you, are you more brutal or like tech death or like blackened death metal? Um, I think, I'm thinking old school, right? Old school old death? School. Old school, brutal, you know. Um, so, so punk I mean, adjacent, what, like but with more like beats. punk adjacent. So, um, <laughs> would you say like more like early, like morbid angel or like more death adjacent? I would say, uh, of the older bands, I would like say that. like incantation and immolation or like, uh, okay. Okay. like convulse. It's not, I mean, it's like, it's basically, okay. it's just, it's just, it's just death metal. You know, like, I don't know. I guess yeah, like yeah. that stuff yeah, is yeah, yeah. It's kind of regional. To like the Northeast as well. Yeah, those be. bands are from the area. Yeah. They recorded in North Jersey and stuff like that. So I was like pretty influential. And like Convulse, Convulse yeah. from Finland is like another big influence. I mean, obviously, you know, Morbid Angel and like, you know, Obituary oh, yeah. and Carcass and stuff like that. Napalm Death as well. So. Okay, so 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 with a, yeah. definitely a, a rocky sort of element to it. Then there's definitely there's, there's some rock things. stuff. Uh, like drummer a, a, at least a drummer who can like is, play a is, t- he, uh, yeah. Of, like, uh, the a, drummer Chris uh, is the look current. Look at all these toms. What's happened with all these toms and cymbals? He only uses yeah. he uses two toms, but he uses them well. He's the nice, he, nice. Chris, uh, the drummer Chris Moore. He's the current drummer of Repulsion. So he kind of does oh, blasts, hey. kind of kind of like Repulsion blasts. But like yeah, like I said, like the riffs are kind of like you know immolation kind of style so i guess you could say old school or brutal you know or whatever it's like a yeah. influence yeah. from like a lot of stuff Sounds like good. extreme noise terror you know terrorizer okay. you know yeah so, know. so like yeah. melodic brutal kind of yeah hell yeah. you got some d beats in there probably, probably. I'm imagining it's like some hardcore yeah. kind of you hell know yeah. some dupa dupa yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you gotta do that. So Try whatever to... you guys Sounds think great. that band should be called, you know what I mean? Like uh Yeah. Open to hearing what you think. Brits what what you got, Brit? What you got? <sighs> Gosh, I don't know. I've I've only got like uh <laughs> like parodies of the other name band names he's mentioned. Um <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, that's a, that's a good point. I don't know. I, I I was thinking about something about like festering something, but there's a lot of fester yeah, bands. Yeah, you know what how, I mean. How like, about like Uncle Uncle Fester? Yeah, that's actually I don't think there's a band named that. There's so many. Uh, there's so many Uncle. <laughs> you probably get sued. You know, that's the thing. Yeah, true. Yeah, Uncle Cracker. <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle Cracker. 
Uh, you know, well, no, you I don't want to Uncle be Fester's already with that. banned. Uncle Fester's banned from Columbus, Ohio. Already beat you out. Wow. Um, Look at that. Look at that. This is a tech thing for you guys. Um, my, my headphones are dying now, which is fucked up because I charged them for the last two oh, days. We are. That's okay. We're almost. Yeah, I can only can hear, I can only hear you on a one now, which is bad. That means it's about to go. Okay. okay. Good so, to know. So Good let's, to know. Uh, let's go Good ahead and know. just uh, do do the outro then, and we'll uh, we'll take it as long as we can. Hey, this has been Britain, and this has been Spencer, and this has been Mark Bronzino. <laughs> You've been listening to Getting Head, a bucket cast. Stay greasy, bucket heads. Namaste. I'm going to have to little the friggin' spagandai.